spoken about at length, and uh, that is this issue of uh, prescribed assets. And uh, I was speaking to uh, my producer, Kuma, earlier on, and uh, I was saying, I guess a lot of us uh, pr- potentially don't uh, have line of sight over what this really means. Uh, it might affect all of us, but uh, very few of us uh, have uh, entertained the debate enough for us to understand what some of the issues are, what some of the trade-offs uh, that uh, are uh, in this debate, and more importantly, whether or not uh, this is the uh, tool that is necessary to achieve the kind of purpose that we're looking for. And if indeed uh, the big issue that we have is around some of the funding gaps for large necessary infrastructure in many of the network industries that we have in South Africa, uh, then the big question is, you know, how do we, I guess, deploy the current base of capital that we already have? Um, uh, If you think about the 2 trillion rand assets under management uh, with the Public Investment Corporation, uh, you know, that is on behalf of workers in the public sector, many of whom work in the building that I'm in at the moment. And the big question that uh, is being asked now, if indeed we undertake a prescribed uh, or a regime of prescribed assets, what is that going to mean? Is it just about, I guess, uh, issuing bonds? Uh, as the uh, government or even the National Treasury, they're issuing bonds and then taking that money and paying back ESCOM absent of any shift in their operating model or even in their business model. Um, And if so, what does that mean uh, for the uh, benefits that many people have uh, spent much of their working life trying to accumulate? We ask some of those questions and many other questions about um, how do we allocate all of the large base of capital that we have in our country. Many people often make the case about this investment strike that is underway on the part of a big business uh, sitting on massive cash balances, that are not being invested in the economy. And if you look at our numbers when it comes to fixed investment, the investment that builds factories, builds roads, gets people into work, I'm not talking about portfolio investment or you know investment in equities or bonds, but real investment in the real economy you know that breaks ground, gets people busy into work. We haven't been doing uh, as much as we could potentially be doing on that front. And you know how does prescribed assets fit into that mix? How, how do we think differently about taking all of the money that many of us put aside every single month and deploying it in different ways. I mean, one of those areas uh, I certainly think is uh, crucial uh, to our fortunes as a country and uh, turning those around uh, is uh, in the area of housing and uh, undoing our apartheid spatial planning. How do we mobilize the necessary resources to do that kind of stuff? I'm going to be joined by the numbers guys uh, from the Actuarial Society of South Africa uh, to talk about that. They're the guys who are actuaries and uh, I must say, you know, uh, I always wanted to study to be an actuary. I don't think I ever had a full grasp of what it is and what uh, actuaries actually do. All I knew was that they make a lot of money. And we're going to be asking them those questions and more. 14 minutes it is after 8 p.m. And uh, we now go into our under the microscope uh, conversation and uh, we're taking a look as i said uh, at uh, prescribed assets and uh, more importantly what are these going to mean now president sir ramaphosa told parliament recently that the nation must debate the use of prescribed assets to um, i guess rejuvenate investment and boost uh, economic growth he said south africa is facing a situation where our development needs are enormous and in a number of other places uh, pension funding is utilized for developmental purposes for infrastructure And uh, quite often those funds make good returns out of some of these infrastructure development projects. Now, the uh, Public Investment Corporation, uh, which uh, manages 2 trillion rands uh, on behalf of uh, public sector workers, is under pressure to adopt a mandate uh, that includes economic growth rather than just focus solely on financial returns. It's said that South Africa has the highest amount of pension assets in emerging markets uh, and uh, seemingly... Of course, uh, ranking itself alongside the likes of China, Russia 
and Brazil. And to talk about this, I'm joined by the president-elect of the Actuarial Society of South Africa, and that is uh, Lusani Mulawudzi. Lusani, good evening to you, my brother. How are you? Good evening, and uh, good evening to the listeners as well. So president-elect, which means you're about to become president. Yeah, you know, it's like in the U.S., you okay. have Donald Trump, who for a couple of months before the turn of the year, he would be the president-elect, and then he becomes president. So when are you going to be president? The turn of the year. The end of 2020. the year. 2020. Oh, 2020. Okay, yeah, congratulations, 20. my brother. Um, and uh, just briefly, uh, Actuarial Society of South Africa. Um, before we even get to what it is that the society does, I'm quite interested, uh, I guess, in a, in a layman's explanation of what actuaries actually do. Uh, I know a lot of people talk about sort of you guys sit there, you analyze mortality tables and all manner of other things. Uh, but I, I certainly think that, that that's not what you do. Well, um, so you would use such tools because you have to ad- answer questions. You have to answer questions of uh, what what must we set aside now that will be needed in after so many years, after mm. 10 years, 20 years, and so on. So if you look at the foundation of the of the, of the profession, it will be life insurance and, and pensions, mm. what we're going to uh, be touching on today, um, where people are working for a number of years, 40 years, and after 40 years, they need to be looked after. And so therefore, how much would you need to set aside and what do you need to do with that money so that uh, at that point, uh, you'll be able to meet those obligations. Mm. Uh, life insurance, you pay your premium for, 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 for many years and uh, we don't know exactly when you will die. Uh, it could be next year, it could be the year after, but the company would need to ensure that it's got enough money uh, to do that. So that is the foundation. Sure. But I mean, that's not where the, 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 the profession has stopped. The profession has grown a lot. Um, and you would find these days that uh, some of our members would be competing with data scientists for the same jobs. Okay. Um, and uh, you have you would be competing with risk managers uh, mm. for, for, for similar jobs, but bringing sort of an added value to it, uh, given their skill sets. Um, and being involved in, in, in wider fields. I'm, I myself, I'm, I'm a healthcare actuary, so I'm more yeah. involved with medical schemes, etc. Et so, so, so it has branched out. It is now uh, we, we know we're involved in quite a number of areas. But I think the thing that sort of still uh, pulls us together is the fact that we're involved mostly in insurance uh, or where things where there's risk, where there's, there's an uncertainty. So uh, things like you mentioned now with the uh, sort of mortality table and so mm. on, because you need to, those, those are proba- probabilities there. Sure. Uh, because sure. you don't know exactly when a person is going to die. So wherever there is uncertainty and we need to uh, put some structure to that and say um, this is what we're aiming for, actuaries mm. have a lot of value in that, in, in, in that environment. Sure. So, so in that space, what, what then becomes the function of, of the Actuarial Society of South Africa? Is it just about training, sort of building a pipeline of the next yeah. generation? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so we will do the training, we'll uh, uh, attract into the profession, we'll do the training uh, and then after that, um, uh, after uh, they have qualified to, to, to maintain the standards mm. um, and, and, and to challenge the members to improve themselves so that the profession is not left behind. Sure. Um, if, if you can imagine if we just stayed where we were at the beginning, we wouldn't be involved in, um, in, in many of the fields that, that many of our members are now I- involved in. Mm. So we have to keep things going. And those are the kind of discussions that we have um, you know, in our council meetings um, uh, Thinking about how do you future future proof the the, the, the profession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the kind of things that we, we think about. Yeah. Okay, all right. Now, uh, I guess the other dimension, and uh, you know, I, I remember a few years ago when I was on campus that you know there would be an exam that uh, you know these guys would write in in, uh, in Scotland or they would write it here in South Africa, but of Correct. course it was sort of set and mm-hmm. examined in uh, Scotland. Yeah. Uh, 
why why was that and uh, you know is there so, i guess a shortage so of one of the, the sort biggest, of pedagogy in the, one of the, the industry well, yeah so one of the uh, largest uh, actuarial mm. um, educators in the world is the institute and uh, faculty of actuaries uh, based in the uk uh, but what has happened since 2010 we have our own education system I see. here okay. um, so so there's no need for one to write those exams but uh, for some level of exams especially the 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 the, 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 the first levels uh, we've got an agreement with them where we use their exam we don't we don't we don't set a different paper I see. because there there's no need to contextualize mm. but uh, as you get uh, to the end uh, you need to understand the context you need to understand south sure. africa so there sure. we, we set our own exams okay uh, but increasingly we're taking uh, 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 most of those exams in and doing it ourselves okay Let's pause there for a second. I'm in conversation with Lusani Mulawudi, president-elect at the Actuarial Society of South Africa. And, uh, of course, getting a much clearer sense of what it is that actuaries do. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, prescribed assets. What are they? What are some of the advantages of uh, going down that route to fund some of our much-needed uh, infrastructure and other needs? Uh, and, uh, more importantly, what are some of the downside disadvantages? I'd love to hear from you uh, on uh, this particular matter. Do give us a ring on 089-110-3377. 089-110-3377. 23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. Under the microscope this evening, we're taking a look at uh, prescribed assets, and I'm in conversation with the president-elect of the uh, Actuarial Society of South Africa, Lusani Mulaudzi. Now, Lusani, I guess... Uh, you know, for some of us who might not be familiar with the issues here, what is prescribed assets? And we've heard uh, numerous times people already saying, yeah, but we already have prescribed assets. We have Regulation 28 that says you can't take mm. a certain percentage of your money outside mm. of the country. Surely mm. that already prescribes sure. uh, how people should allocate their assets. Yeah. Well, what is it? And uh, more importantly, why so much conversation and yes. so much deliberation around it? Well, I guess it reflects the sort of stage that we are at uh, as a country. But uh, prescription just means like you would go to a doctor. There's mm. the, the certain medication that you can only use if it's prescribed. Yes. Um, so um, uh, uh, you, the government can get to a point where they say, look, you must invest a certain portion of your assets into these investments mm. uh, for, for such and such a reason. So, 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 And that in itself is not a bad thing. If we can all agree that uh, that's what we need to do, um, it wouldn't be an issue. The reason why it is an issue, and I can just uh, venture into that, is because uh, there's, uh, there's obviously a significant level of, uh, of distrust of what exactly is going to happen. So, so, so I think if it was done in a certain way, it may be more acceptable to more people. Mm. Um, and and, and you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to end up in a situation where uh, uh, that instruction is clashing with the other responsibilities that the trustees and so on have over those assets. So those are the kind of uh, discussions that are happening. I think many pension funds w- would be comfortable with investing in infrastructure. You mentioned sure. infrastructure or any sort of uh, socially responsible investments. As long as the returns and what they would expect to get from that is, is in line uh, with the mandate that they would have set for themselves, and and that is where we come in uh, mostly as actuaries, mm. um, uh, advising them on you know the assets and liabilities and how that uh, how they match over over time, um, and 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 if if you if they are forced to 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 invest in assets that they don't feel um, are going to match their, their obligations or their liabilities, that can create uh, problems. Mm. Um, so 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 I think uh, one needs to say as a matter of principle, prescription uh, wouldn't be a bad 
bad thing if sure. we could all agree that this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it and this is how we're going to manage mm. it. But in the absence of that conversation, then it will create the kind of uh, chaos um, that, that we, we are experiencing. What, what do you make of how the debate has happened? I mean, how um, you know people have had uh, the conversation thus far. And the reason why I raise this is because uh, I get a sense that you know there hasn't been as much detail uh, on the part of uh, the government around, okay, fine, if you have prescribed assets and people have to buy government bonds or treasury bonds or whatever. Well, the government hasn't said anything about it. No, no, but I'm saying the people who have made the case is the African National Congress, which is the governing party. Yes. Now, within the ANC, uh, I certainly haven't heard anything from the Economic Transformation Committee of the ANC about the modalities Correct. of how this would be done. So yeah. you take the treasury bonds, but yeah. more importantly, if you're going to prescribe it, are you going to yeah. ring-fence some of this for, just for infrastructure or other needs? Hence, aren't, aren't, aren't people perhaps jumping the gun? Uh, because then what is the debate uh, based on if such detail is not available? So so I guess, Lusani, yeah, you're correct. I mean, uh, a lot of us are jumping the gun. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, let's be honest. We, it, in 2019, yeah. you, you don't make policy pronouncements as a governing party if you're not going to back it up with... Uh, uh, with uh, a detail because that's that's what we're talking about when yeah. we talk about regulatory so, uncertainty. So, so, so I guess for for the for the politicians mm. uh, now that they've uh, in, in 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 whatever manner have mentioned this thing, sure, and are witnessing the the kind of um, uh, debate that is happening, uh, that is probably also teaching them um, mm. exactly what they should say when they come out formally mm, with this. Mm. Uh, what would be acceptable, what would not be acceptable. I think what is necessary is a discussion. We need sure, to have discussion sure. about this thing. The reality is that our country is in, uh, in trouble. Um, uh, uh, we, need to, we need to find a way, because otherwise... They, you know, they used to talk about a, a swat khafar. There's a swat khafar that's no, impending no, with an yeah. ESCOM that might switch off. What do we do? We, but we must agree on that. Mm. We, we can't force each other. Sure. We have to agree. We have to have those kind of conversations. And, and I, would, I would hope that uh, we can be matured enough mm. to, to have this conversation because we do we have to have an adult conversation. No, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, we, we, given where our country is. Lusani, I'm quite interested also, I guess, in some of the other international experiences where we've seen something similar being done. Uh, you know, a lot of people make the case globally of, for a sovereign wealth fund, for instance, to, to invest in certain industries that have a future sort of bearing on the country. And they cite a lot of international examples. But I must say in this conversation, I have probably haven't heard many examples aside from apartheid South Africa, where a lot of people are saying, yeah, the last time we did it was uh, under apartheid and uh, you know, we mustn't do it because the last time we did it was under apartheid. And I think uh, I'm hoping that Mali is always uh, online mm. so that he can give us um, a lot more of those type of examples. Um, and 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 I mean, in in, in nations where, um, uh, I mean, in some nations, uh, you know, you could. I, I was talking about, you know, you can't force people, but 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 in uh, some nations, uh, they've managed to get the kind of growth that they got mm. uh, because they they took a hard line and said, this is how we're gonna do things, sure. and we we can mention some of, of of those nations, and 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 they've been successful at that. Um, so. So, so I think the the the, the what what is, what what is what is what is needed for us and what we can, if we look at the apartheid ex- experience, mm. the question is, did that work, um, mm. and and was there any other option at that point, and um, so so the the the, the research that um, um, uh, that we've done indicates that you know there were problems with it, sure, um, but I mean, was there another option at that point? I mean, did they have any guess, many yeah. other sources that mm. they could? That could, they could get a lot of this, um, so 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 I think um, we can learn from what we see in other sure. countries. But the the question is for our context, given where sure. we are, 
Okay. What is the best way out of this? Okay. We, got, we do need money. Lusani, I've got one of your colleagues on the line. Malizole, uh, good evening to you, my brother. How are you? Malizole. Can you hear me? Yes, I yeah. can hear you. How are you? All right. I'm well, thanks, man. How are you? Very well, thank Jewish, you. But, uh, you know, in one piece. <laughs> Malizole, yeah. I, I want us maybe to, I guess uh, you've caught much of the conversation that I've had with uh, Lusani here. And uh, as we talk about prescribed assets, I like what Lusani says to say, look, let's have the debate as adults and have a very sort of uh, a measured and a very, uh, I guess, uh, evidence-driven debate about the suitability of this kind of approach uh, to whatever funding needs we might have for, 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 for our infrastructure issues. And I was posing a question to him around wh- where are some of the international examples uh, of prescribed assets and uh, we often sort of cite international examples when it comes to the case for a sovereign wealth fund but uh, the only example I hear on this one is often uh, you know apartheid South Africa and everybody says yeah we mustn't do this because apartheid South Africa did it yeah look I mean uh, I think the South African pensions market is very unique right we've got a very high ratio of pension assets to GDP right I think if, if you had to total up you know the, 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 the total amount of money uh, the, the pension pot, right, nationally, it'll be looking at somewhere around 4.2, 4.3 trillion, right, mm. uh, if you include the PIC, right? So, I mean, you look, that's roughly 70 to 80% of our entire GDP, right? So, whatever we do in South Africa has a significant effect, um, or, you know, how we invest our assets has a significant effect on the rest of the, on the, rest of the economy. There aren't a lot of economies like that, and, you know, pension systems do differ from country to country, right, because of different laws, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there have been versions of prescribed uh, prescription put in place uh, internationally. So countries like India, for example, right, mm. where there was what we call, um, I just sorry, the name just slipped my mind, but it's a form of uh, targeted sector lending, right? Mm. Uh, I think within that space, they looked uh, at, uh, say, farming and agriculture, right? So for various reasons, I mean, and, and it does differ from country to country, um, you know, they, 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 it, it didn't sort of work out, right? I mean, sure. there's much more to, to it than just financial returns, effectively. But at the same time, there are countries such as Korea, uh, sorry, Singapore, where something similar had been put in place. And on a net basis, I mean, it gave sort of positive real returns. And, mm. you know, on, uh, to the, towards the end, end investor, there were sort of, sort of uh, positive uh, uh, returns that, that, that did come about. Sure. So, you know, yeah. you do find those examples sparingly across, across the world. Okay. Now, now, Malizola, just while I still have you on the line there, I've got another question here, and, and I guess it, it's related to um, a debate, a long-standing debate, at least of all in the labor movement. And uh, many of the guys uh, within Kosatu, and even in Naktu, I, I recall, uh, uh, while working at Nedlac, w- would often make the case that, uh, look, we're willing to take a, a slight shave on returns when it comes to our pension funds. If, you know, a pension fund like the GEPF is able to allocate that money in a way yeah. that I can see in my community. So if you're going to allocate it yeah. to social housing or you're going to allocate yeah. it to infrastructure projects that can ensure that my child in my household is able to get a job or I'm able to be able to build a back room or something of that kind. Uh, yeah. So real yeah. investments in the real economy. Uh, people were willing to say, I'm willing to forego a certain level of uh, financial return in return yeah. for that kind of social and economic return. Um, are are yeah. you seeing that debate happening within the pension industry and what's the role of actuaries? In, in that yeah, debate. so I've, I've, I've sort of interacted quite a bit with, with uh, a number of trustees on pension funds. So I head, just for the audience, I mean, I head, uh, I chair 
the Alternative Investments Committee. So what mm. we look at is basically your infrastructure, private equity and hedge funds and the suitability of those assets for uh, different pension funds, right? So we've had those conversations on an ad hoc basis uh, from time to time with trustees. Um, I mean, it speaks to the urgency of the need for socially responsible investing, right? If people are even indicating that they're willing to sort of, you know, take a cut on, you know, a certain cut on their returns, it just needs, it talks to, I mean, the socioeconomic sort of background that we find ourselves in effectively. Mm. That not all um, of those types of investments necessarily need to, I think they overly get labeled as, you know, it's almost as if if you chase social good or socially positive sort of, uh, driven investing, then it necessarily means a cut in your returns, right? Mm. If those t- uh, types of investments are structured properly, I mean, the one, uh, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive things. The one can sort of go hand in hand with the sure, other, right? Sure. It's a matter of structuring those types of deals and uh, investments appropriately, effectively, and that's where a lot of the work needs to be done. Okay, okay. Lusani, uh, let, let me give you uh, the uh, last word on this particular one, and uh, I guess it has to do with the state of transformation in the sector. Um, uh, I must say, when, when I was on campus, I knew a lot of uh, uh, you know, were people that look like me and you who were studying uh, actuarial science. I, I'm not too sure how many of them uh, made it to the other side of the profession. Mm. But uh, w- what is the state of play when it comes to transforming the sector and uh, what, what is the society doing on that end? It's, it has been improving. Um, uh, the, 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 it was, uh, it's been quite slow, but, but it, it, it's, it's taking off. Mm. Um, and, and we have quite, quite a number of initiatives that we have in place. We've got an academy mm. um, of which I was a principal for quite a number of years. For, I was the inaugural principal for, uh, and I stayed there for about three years mm. uh, that focuses um, on the... So if you're working the, and then you're you, you a principal marketing Yes, scripts. I do. I, do uh. I educate, I sure. work, I do all sorts of things okay, all, all okay. over the place. So, so there we saw some successes. Mm. We saw people coming through um, uh, that had been stuck in the system. Sure. And we're expanding that and, and getting involved in many other areas to see... Um, a lot more of the um, the, the, the black um, students qualifying as actuaries. Mm. A lot is being done. It's a big focus of the actuarial society. Yeah, uh, very committed to transformation uh, from from the uh, from the top level coming sure, down. Sure, sure. Um, and working with our partners, the the the, the actuarial uh, training offices mm. uh, like your Sunlams, Old Mutual, and so on yeah. to, to to achieve this goal. So it the, it's starting to change. Mm. Um, even the conventions that we have that uh, we have about a thousand six hundred or so people j- uh, joining us there. Um, that, that is slowly also changing. You sure. can see when you walk around, Uri, uh, I can see your uh, uh, brother and sister. Yeah, so, people that look like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's starting sure. to change. But, okay. but in, it comes from quite a, quite sure. a you, you know, where we come from uh, okay. was, was, was pretty, uh, a bad picture. So, Lusani, last one before uh, I let you go. And uh, I know you guys have a sort of a deliberation or engagement happening in the next few weeks or so around alternative uh, investments. That's right. Um, uh, just briefly, let us know what's happening there. Is it open to the public? Can people attend uh, who want to know a bit more? One, about prescribed assets, but also some of yes. the work that you're doing. Yeah, I think people uh, should uh, go to our space. website and, and, and check that out. That's on the 10th of September. Okay. Um, it's happening um, uh, last time I think it's in Santon. Um, I think people uh, can check, uh, especially your trustees and so on, we invite yes. them to come and, 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 and understand okay. more about infrastructure uh, investments and other social responsible investments. Awesome. So, yes. Okay. Lusan, we'll have to leave with them and uh, thank uh, you very lot, much uh, for joining us. Thanks really appreciate it. And big yes. thank you to uh, Malizolem Jagaz as well uh, for uh, joining us there. He's the uh, head of alternative investments at uh, uh, the Actuarial Society of uh, South Africa, talking to us also about, I guess, some of the work they're doing there outside of just the listed space. And uh, I can uh, certainly assure you that uh, much of this debate around prescribed assets is set to continue. And Nandiak, uh, guys. 
least of all like what that have uh, come out from the governing party saying we want to explore this kind of approach give some guidance and details so that we can debate ngendwezibambe kayo 